Hello and welcome everybody to season two, episode seven, Bart versus Thanksgiving. And I'm going to throw the cold open over to Nick. Oh, I ain't doing the cold open on this one because you know what? We got another guest. So our guest, Mr. Greg Howe, he's going to do the cold open and here he goes. Hi, I'm Troy McGlure. You may remember me from such podcasts as that other podcast. You know you have a good guest on a series, especially a Simpsons series, when the first thing that comes to their mind is, oh, I'm doing a Troy McClure impression. Very good, Greg. Very good indeed. Welcome, as Shane said, season two, episode seven. It's uh, Bart versus Thanksgiving, and we have our, our second guest joining myself and Shane, uh, our, our buddy Greg Howe. He is uh, he's a self-proclaimed Mr. X, the original Mr. X, and he is the pride indeed of Barrie, Ontario. Greg. A big shout out to yourself. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, welcome. Hello. How's it going? Are you from anywhere near Barrie, by the way? I am actually from Oakville. <laughs> okay, there so I go. kind of, I was actually pretty close. That's not a bad uh, uh, stab in the dark for a complete random introduction. So <laughs> everyone's from Des Moines, but, Iowa anyway. So I thought yeah. about giving him Des Moines, but like I, I know he's not a, a Des Moines guy. Like I know he's a, he's a Canadian guy like ourselves, but maybe we will get somebody from Des Moines, right? I was actually born in uh, Tijuana. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fantastic. Just briefly. I, I really wish you had said you were born in Des Moines because my. <laughs> oh, wow. That would have made Nick's of, whole month. Yeah. that uh, With my strange fascination that I have um, with uh, Des Moines, Iowa. So like uh, uh, like Shane and I, Greg, um, you, uh, you, you work in sports. Uh, yeah. And uh, it seems that there's this trend, especially in our offices, that uh, you – those who work at uh, our offices are um, just, well, sports fans in general. There are a large chunk of guys who happen to be former goaltenders. I don't know why, but that just seems to be. And there are a lot of Simpsons fans, uh, you being one of them. Tell us a little bit about uh, what kind of got you hooked on the Simpsons when you were growing up. So I have to say, and I will, it's kind of a caveat off the top, is that I am a second generation Simpsons fan. So I got, I caught the tail end because of how young I was. I was born in 1993. So I caught the tail end of like, I want to say season. The, the late classic days, essentially. Yeah, like the late, like when, before, like before the two thousands. But I just remember um, because of how young I was, my parents wouldn't let me stay up past a certain time. So I would always come home from school, and I don't know if you remember this, but this will date your, myself, but when Omni One used to show Simpsons reruns on uh, at like 5 o'clock, and I used to sit underneath the coffee table of my living room, and I would eat Pringles, and I would watch The Simpsons. <laughs> Pringles I, was the snack I, of choice. Yeah. <laughs> And I was I was hooked. Like it, it was such a funny show, and I just remember it being, uh, I you know, like you didn't really get the references because of how young I was. But then when you get older, and you rewatch those episodes, you're like, wow, those that's like a the writing is brilliant, right? There's so much packed in there where like, yeah, like you just alluded to, you could watch it as a kid, and there could be maybe physical humor or things that you identified with maybe from Bart or some of the other kids, but then you get older 
and you understand some of the more historical references, some of the jokes that are more adult. So there's a real good balance there back and forth. And I knew right when you said, I don't know uh, if you guys would remember this. I knew as soon as you said that, that you were going to go to the Omni TV, uh, yeah. shout out Omni TV. And uh, what was that? What was, what was the woman's name? Who's always in the commercial Lisa Zilio. Was that it? Lucy Zilio. Remember, you know what I'm talking about? Well, she went on. Didn't she go on to be on like breakfast television? I forget her name. I think she actually moved to Denver and was a news anchor out there. But um, I could be I could be wrong. I probably am wrong because I also made that up, too. But she she very well may have. But uh, yeah, shout out to uh, Lucy, Lucy Zilio. So it's a pleasure to have you, Greg, and chat some Simpsons. It's always fun yeah. uh, to chat with. Uh, somebody who's kind of fresh on this series and, and joined Shane and I. Now, Shane went with a, a classic tune to end our last episode, uh, Dead Putting Society. Shane, you went with the Stonecutters theme. Oh, yeah. What an iconic song. Uh, totally original. Um, yeah. Great episode. So, yeah, good vibes. And that's another one of those ones. You guys can uh, correct me if, if I'm wrong here, but that's another one of those songs that you might kind of like sing along to when you're a kid because it was really catchy and it was really original, but I didn't get a good chunk of those references until much later in life. Like the Steve Gutenberg reference. The yeah. <laughs> right. Like I, I didn't get that. I just thought the little alien guy like that. I understood, but it's just another example of something that you can come back in time and really appreciate what they were going for. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think one of the great things about the Stonecutter song is that, um, but like what you mentioned when you're a kid, you, you think about, you're just, you're just like, Oh, it's a funny song. Like it sounds funny, but then you actually read the lyrics and it's like very dark. <laughs> it is right. Like it, it's about basically an underworld kind of society who controls the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is it, so many different layers as there are to, uh, many of the jokes and storylines and everything in the, in the real classic seasons. Um, before we dive in to Bart versus Thanksgiving, uh, Shane and I were talking about a couple episodes ago in Dancing Homer. Uh, we were talking about best and worst mascots. I had a long, long tirade about the Islanders' stupid dragon mascot, Sparky. Um, I put a poll up because I was really curious to see what some others thought on our Simpsons uh, Twitter page, at Simpsons underscore EBE, about you know, what is the worst mascot out there. And uh, not surprising to me anyways... Uh, of the options, the Edmonton Oilers mascot, Hunter the Lynx, the scary, scary looking cat thing uh, that just probably gives a lot of young children nightmares in Edmonton. That one with 33.3% uh, of the vote. The Houston Rockets uh, clutch mascot, which kind of looks like a ripoff of um, a mix between the Capital City goofball and the Philly Fanatic. That came in second at 26.7%. Uh, at McKecker and Ryan had a uh, reply where he said it's the LA Dodgers trolley Dodger mascot. He quote rides around in stands, knocking children and old women over, runs them over, backs up, runs them over again before ringing his bell and finding his next victim. So much unnecessary death and carnage at each Dodgers game. That sounds um, great. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. the The trolley Dodger is responsible for at least fifteen deaths per Dodgers game at uh, Dodger Stadium. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, I guess that's the risk you take when you go to an L.A. Dodgers game, right? You could either get run over by the trolley Dodger or stabbed by another angry Dodgers fan in the parking lot, which has uh, happened a couple of times here and there. But <laughs> enough. Yeah. Just, I, go ahead. I just, go. 
go back. I just want to go back to the to the mascots. So if you think about the Edmonton Oilers, right? Mm-hmm. It's an oil country. I just don't understand why there's a lynx. Like, what does the lynx have to do with oil? Very true, right? Like, there are some mascots uh, that don't have anything to do with anything. You and I, before we started recording, we're talking about Stinger, the Columbus Blue Jackets bug-eyed green alien thing that has nothing to do with that team. Yeah. Uh, the Oshawa Generals in Oshawa, they had a really cool uh, mascot when I was growing up. I think his name was General Shooter, I want to say. Um, and then they changed it in 2008 to a smiling red bear named Deke. And it's like, well, what does that have to do with that? Then again, the Toronto Maple Leafs have a bear. And, and I think it's kind of cool, but it really doesn't, I guess, have anything to do uh, with the Maple Leafs. Actually, fun fact, Carlton is actually named after the street that Maple Leaf Gardens used to be on, and the 60 on the back of his jersey represents the the address. And uh, an additional fact on top of that is that somebody, when they were coming up with the creative for Carlton, uh, thought that Carlton should wear 69. And when asked why, they thought that that was because the garden's address, which they were corrected. Um, no, it is 60. Carlton. 60. Not yeah. 69. Wow. All those on. memes that could have been if that was 69. <laughs> no, right? Just imagine. But anyways, it is uh, time for Bart versus Thanksgiving. And as we do before every single episode, we give our pre-rating based on our nostalgic feelings. And we've come with some pretty good ones in the last couple. Uh, we started off with a, I gave an 8.1. Uh, to Dead Putting Society off the bat. Shane gave an 8, and we both bumped it up by the end to an 8.3. Dance at Homer ended up with scores of 8.5 for me, 8 for Shane. So some really strong episodes these last couple. Uh, Bart versus Thanksgiving, though, Greg. I'm curious to hear your pre-rating on this one. What do you got for this one? I'm going to go with a 7.6. Yeah, what are you basing that off of? So, if I remember correctly, this episode was one... I I believe that this is where the Simpsons really came into their own as writers. Okay. Because, well, sorry, not the Simpsons, but the writing staff at, at, you know, at the production house. So, Hmm. when they were doing it, I just believe that the writing's really strong because it doesn't often... You don't often get a cartoon that relies solely on comedy itself and joke after joke after joke. Whereas this one is more of a serious episode. So like, and you had that relatability from when you were a kid, that when you did something wrong, your parents would say, you ruined this or you ruined that or, you know. (laughs) So there was a good thing for, based on nostalgic feelings anyways, that you really could identify with because it was a situation that you could actually find yourself in. Yes, exactly. And and how many times as a kid did you say to your parents, I'm running away? Oh, yeah. I think I think one time yep, I was for sure. five or six. I had one of those little electric Jeeps. Remember those things? And uh, you plug in and it would go like two miles an hour, two kilometers an hour. And I think I got like six or seven houses down the road. And then I turned around. I was like, ah, I'm not doing this. Um, Shane, what do you got for Bart versus Thanksgiving? Uh, kind of piggyback off what Greg said. So this is a relatable episode for me as well, because, uh, well, my sister and I used to get in arguments all the time growing up and pretty much whenever the Simpsons kind of does one of these Bart versus Lisa episodes, I kind of always liked them because I can relate to them. 
Um, kind of like my Christmas and Halloween thing. I'm probably the only person that does this, but I actually watch this episode every year around Thanksgiving, along with like planes, trains, and automobiles, and like Garfield's Thanksgiving. Now, American really cool Thanksgiving like or our Thanksgiving? Our Thanksgiving. Our so Thanksgiving. Like October, gotcha. Um, gotcha. October tenth. Uh, so. Yeah, I actually really like this episode. I don't think it's as good as like Dancing Homer or Putting Society, but I'll give it a I'll give it a seven point eight. Yeah, seven point eight. That's still a pretty strong rating. I think you guys I do like might the be, episode. I think you guys might be surprised a bit by my my rating of a five point five, and the reason I go into it oh, with a five point five is um, yeah, it's it's a little bit off. Uh, and the reason being so is that I don't recall, like Greg, you said it was. It's, this is a bit of a serious episode more so with the family dynamics and with the jokes uh so i don't recall many gags um and i recall any time that i tuned in on you know those days growing up watching it on the omni channel that it always just seemed like i always tuned in at the exact moment where bart ruins lisa's centerpiece and then that's that's just kind of the moment stuck in my head from this episode i could be wrong i might be missing out on a whole bunch of stuff and i'm kind of the flip-flop of shane i don't really care that much for Thanksgiving, the Canadian and especially the American, because the American one is just so overblown. And, you know, it's Thanksgiving, everything at the end of November for uh, maybe I'm just jealous because they get an extra two days off and we only get the Monday. I don't know. It's something like that. But my feelings not as strong on the nostalgia factors to this one, but I could be wrong. So let's get into it. Let's dive into this episode. Count us down, Shane. All righty. Three, two, one. Let's go. All righty. It's time for Bart versus Thanksgiving, which came out November 22nd. 1990. Shane, guess what the number one song in the United States was? The number one song in... Well, man, you always say these weird things happening. Um, <laughs> was it... Uh, was it the Nickelback Pitcher song? Yeah. That... Actually, you're not, that, you're not that far off, actually. <laughs> no, really, what was it? No, you're pretty far off. There was no Nickelback. It was, it was a Mariah Carey song. But some, oh, that Mariah was my second guess. I knew it was your second guess. Should have, you should have gone with that. The uh, chalkboard gag, Bart says, I will not do that thing with my tongue. That could be taken aback the wrong way, but all right. Yeah. Be... Oh, there's stuff that they used to get away with. <laughs> now, Greg, do you like the long opening, or are you more prefer- preferable to the short opening? Or does it matter if you like... I liked the long opening, because I always liked the... Just like the whole the whole scene, like all of Springfield, and there's Grandpa. That's okay. That's a good couch. Yeah, game. something different. That's the first time we've seen somebody other than the family in the couch gag, isn't it? Greg, do you do you remember the guy at the power plant during the original opening that was eating a sandwich? Oh, do you prefer him over uh, with uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers in the background? I do. Yes. All right. That's Shane's boy. Shane is is hard on. He he absolutely loves Mr. Sandwich Man. Uh, in the background, he loves to bring that up. Just like I love Iowa, Shane loves Sandwich Man. Yeah, rest in peace, Sandwich Man. Rest in peace, Sandwich Man. Stop fighting with your sister. She took my glue. It's not yours, Bart. This is family glue. Stop it, you two. This is so both you guys have sisters, right? Take your glue away, and then no one will have any glue to glue. Greg, give some things. I have a brother, yeah, so I can relate to this because we used to fight like crazy. Oh, what were the things that you guys like? I don't have any brothers or sisters, so what were the things that you guys most commonly fought over? Well, <laughs> not glue. 
Well, we used to play hockey, so it was always about who used to be the better hockey player. <laughs> gotcha. So it wasn't it wasn't physical things mostly. It was a, it was a uh, who's uh, a better, more like a pride thing type of thing. Those uh, those mini stick games were intense, yeah, Greg. Exactly. But this is this coming up is one of the great all time self awareness gags. Where. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best is when he says that uh, every flash in a pan cartoon character and then Bart is in the background. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Yeah, that's pretty good. I love when they do anything that's kind of self-aware. Yeah. Maggie, I'm about to unveil my centerpiece to the family. And the voices were just not quite right yet yeah lisa's still lisa's still kind of a bit off here this is marjorie stoneman douglas slightly is it like you haven't heard of her i want to say it's more whiny does that make sense yeah it's a little bit higher pitch as one of the simpson women would you like i call it i call this the formative years where the animation is right but the voices just aren't quite there yet right and same with the overall kind of flow of the episode too right exactly it's not as fast paced can you do the cranberry sauce yeah where is it the can is in the cupboard on the bottom and if you a lot of the episodes used to have like a lot of the episodes have a secondary storyline running yes so i think that because if i remember correctly there's no secondary storyline in this yeah, this one is pretty much just this, but yeah, that's that's a common thing for most shows when they first start off. South Park had a real problem with that and trying to draw out a story. They had an A plot, a B plot, and a C plot would all come together at the end in some form. I love the sound of the cranberry sauce. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Is anyone here actually a fan of cranberry sauce? No, it's 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 just cranberry sauce is not is not good. No. It's uh, okay, we're all in agreement. Good. State ignorant yeah. indeed. Those silver and blue guys are the gallant cowboys. <laughs> game. And he wants him to lose by less than five and a half points. Understand? And actually, little uh Little trivia here, the people that he mentions, Kogan and Waldakowski, are actually writers on The Simpsons. That's right, they were the showrunners uh, yeah. during this time. Another but if you remember this, like this was always Thanksgiving growing up. Like you would wait, you would be hanging out, and then your your, your parent, and then your, your family would come, and it would always be so chaotic. Oh, yeah. Um, you're always kind of, uh, everyone always doesn't like certain family members as much as others, so when certain people came over, like Patty and Selma, you're like, uh, alright. I wouldn't say, I don't know if mine was as big. Mine would be, and we typically had ours not on Thanksgiving here in Canada, because we have our Monday Thanksgiving. We would do it either on a Saturday night or the Sunday night. Yeah. And on a Saturday night, there would be a good chance Someone's that the Leafs would be playing. So when it was me growing up with my family, it would be like a, a dinner. Uh, and then we'd all go down to my grandparents' living room. And my dad and my grandpa would just be yelling at the TV at the, at the Leafs game. So those are those cherished memories for me. That's for sure. And it was always like the beginning of the season. Yes, indeed. 
and it would always be there. Oh, they look horrible. <laughs> I gotta say, I do like this gag here of the the hooray for everything uh, being the halftime, yes. because the halftime shows before like the mid '90s for even the Super Bowl uh, were just like university marching bands, everything's happy, yes. like really fake, happy, weird stuff. Yes, like seventies funk music, marching bands, cheerleaders doing baton twirling. Yes. Man, I love this guy's neck. Antonovsky. Yeah, his neck fat. Falcone, Martin, Thorson, and Walsh. Oh. And Mrs. Spencer. That's so sorry. Oh, I know they wouldn't forget me. The Simpsons hurry. nailed that right away. As soon as they introduced the retirement home, they nailed it. Yeah. I don't pay attention to detail, too. Even the calendar of November in the background. I, I actually, and yeah, same thing with the attention to detail. Like, even just how nursing homes look those old, crummy chairs, and everything looks like it hasn't been changed in like 30 years. And it's just a sad. Sad place. This is the first time we see Marge's mother, I think. Yeah, Jackie. Jacqueline Bouvier, who is actually based off of Jackie Kennedy. <laughs> right. I love the Hooray for Everything song. It's just, it nails it right on. It. <laughs> and look at that, the reference to a Silverdome. This is so classic. Like the writing is just perfect. And then your dad, you, no, whether it's putting, whether it's setting up the table, putting out the napkins, your dad was always like, "Nope, that's not how you do it." Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's always the dad. Goes here, the little fork goes here. Yeah. Exactly. Lisa, my goodness. That's very impressive. Man, I'm all about the pumpkin pie, though, Holy on Thanksgiving. It's my favorite. That's the big yeah, pumpkin, yeah, pumpkin pie on Thanksgiving with a little whipped cream on top. I only said she was gifting. Definitely. I don't go a little, but yeah, definitely whipped cream. Yeah, I, you can't see the pie. So did you have, so you're having some pie with your whipped cream, then? It's about 50-50, or 100 and 100, depending on how you want to look at it. Do families actually do this, though, like... Is this a thing that centerpieces are like? Centerpieces? No, it's like I think it's more common in the in the U.S. Yeah, I have never seen a centerpiece in Canada. I like we make turkey, we have corn, we have mashed potatoes, broccoli, you know the I think all the main yeah all the main stuff, right? Oh, by the way, Nick, I remember what the name of that salad was. We call it Saskatchewan salad. That um, marshmallow salad. Shane, <laughs> I had to think for a second. Shane with a callback to like, yeah, I finally remembered. We have that on Thanksgiving. Do you want to describe again what Saskatchewan salad is? Uh, yeah, so it's um, it's marshmallows like those multicolored tiny marshmallows you get in a bag with uh, like little pieces of pineapple or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'll that's, get some that's marketing it. stuff in yeah. go and send up the pumpkin pie in about 20 minutes. I said no! I have no idea. I think that was a tradition my grandma started and we just kept doing it. Was it like when she was still, like, grandma was still with it? Or did she do that? Grandma was with it, yeah. Okay, so that was, she did that on yeah. purpose. Okay. 
Was it? Was it good? Like that doesn't sound very appetizing. But was it actually good? Um, it's more of a dessert, but it's weird eating it with turkey and stuff. It somehow worked. We're especially thankful for nuclear energy. Anyway, the cleanest energy there is, except for solar, which is just a pipe dream. Not today. Well, you saw what happened. Oh Lord, be honest. Are we the most pathetic family in the universe or what? Amen. Horse prayer yet. Don't. Why don't I go talk to the children? Don't worry. Marge will fix everything. <laughs> also, the greatest thing about the Simpsons in the early days was when they eat, the food is still just reappears on the plate. Yes. And it's just it's just mounds of stuff, right? Yeah. Like not, you can't really remember in the uh, in, in some enchanted evening. Shane and I were talking about uh, what in the world could Marge possibly be serving for dinner because it's just a big mound of purple. <laughs> I think in uh, I think the only recognizable food that she's made in in this season so far is the the three eyed fish from yeah, that's right. The prior episode with the three with uh, Blinky. Yeah, the, the episode that just rolls off the tongue, right, Nick? Yeah, that's a really long episode name. I just call it the Blinky episode. That would have made a lot more sense to call it the Blinky episode instead of two cars in every car, three eyes on every fish. Or whatever. Yeah, an old seventy-year-old presidential campaign slogan riff. Yes. Give me that dough! Okay, out you go! That's definitely gonna happen with Marshmallow and I. I was gonna say, your hounds are gonna get into that Thanksgiving Come dinner. On, we don't need them yeah. Thanksgiving dinner. Thankfully, they don't really have legs, so they, they're kind of low. Do you ever say, release the hounds, Nick? Release the hounds. Holy crap, I have not said that. Wow, wow. that's a. You're right. missing a. I'm kind of ashamed of myself. Mm, or uh, call them bupkises dogs or whatever from a Christmas story. Oh, bumpus! Thank you, sir. Yeah. Oh, would yeah. you like some candied yams? Oh, no. A shout out to the house in Cleveland, bite. where this the uh, movie uh, was shot. Yeah, I've been there. They, they've redone it, so like, it's I'm going. Actually, you know, you gotta go. It's awesome. I'm, do, do you regret not sleeping there? Because you can like rent it for a night. You can. It would have been really That's cool. cool. Yeah. I watch that movie every year, so I'm definitely going. That's a great movie. Some of it is shot in Toronto as well. Yep, yep. In the Toronto, and I think there are the schools in St. Catharines where the kid gets his tongue yep. stuck to the pole. Mr. Burns, this is base command. The intruder appears to be a young male aged 9 to 11. Really? The <laughs> there it is. Uh, 9 him. to 11. Kill him with dogs. Yeah. Oh man, I think Mr. Burns is one of the greatest, one of the greatest characters on The Simpsons. And another, like you were kind of talking about, like how the voices haven't come into around yet. Burns is like he's he's getting there, his character. Like he's not as evil, but he's he's just kind of like a crummy boss. But he's getting there. That's one of the first true moments of like real evil sticking hand yeah. on a ten-year-old boy, right? I think one of the greatest things about Mr. Burns, though, is that you can place him at any point in history and you'll believe that he's that old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it could be in, like, the, the, like, Napoleonic Wars or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You think he could be there. And, that and part the, the wrong side of the tracks. 
I wonder if this is uh I wonder if this is Crackton. This be. is really similar to where I live because like just wow, down the road but... past the train tracks, that's hey, when you hit Oshawa. <laughs> the Springfield Plasma hey, Center. You've gotta be eighteen to sell your blood. Let's see some ID. Here you go, dollface. Mm. Okay, Homer, just relax. Ow! At the risk of losing my voice, let me just say one more thing. I'm sorry I came. Someone's <laughs> actually going to apologize. Love Jackman's bitterness. Homer was never stubborn. He always folded instantly <laughs> over anything. It was as if he had no will of his own. Isn't that true, Homer? Yes, Dad. Twelve bucks and a free cookie. What a country. God, it's so good. Like, there's just such great social commentary, too. <laughs> just like my hounds would do, too. Cute little guy. Starting to come around. I have to say this. So, the guy in the blue shirt. Here we are. The guy in the blue jacket is the same guy in Samson and Delilah when he gets his hair back. You remember that? How the other guy comes running out with the hair and he's. That's him. Oh, damn. Oh, I've never realized that before. Like, yeah, that is. It's him. we have lots of. It's like the same, I don't know if it's the same person on purpose, but it's like a recycled character. It could be, it could be a little throwback, because like his hair is gone now, right? Like maybe he lost all his money on uh, Minoxidil. Demox, whatever the fake Demoxinel, Demoxinel. I love that. Hey, listen, man. Wait, I'm going somewhere. So every year on one lone conscience-saving day. Kent Brockman's great. We toss these people a bone. <laughs> and like again, it's another social commentary. Like, it is. Dead on. It's like people really only care around like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Yeah. Pompous blow-dried college boy. His girlfriend is the weather lady. You don't say. Oh man. Lisa wants to read us a poem she's written. Sounds interesting. Howl of the unappreciated. But did you know that it's actually a poem by Allen Ginsberg, though? Oh, uh, yeah, everyone knows Everyone knows the Ginsberg poem. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously not. Son, your family may be watching. Is there anything you'd like to say to them? Yes, there is, Kent. Ha ha, I didn't apologize. Oh, no, my sweet little bar. Hello, operator, give me the number for 911. <laughs> Yeah, that's the like the start of Homer being really hey, dumb. Yeah, really dumb. This reporter smells another local Emmy. Yeah, we're rooting for you, guy. You got some place to sleep tonight, Bart? Yeah, there's this family I kind of hang out with. Sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, I guess it is. It's the point of this episode to be like appreciate your family. You know, people have a lot. Less in life, so many people do. Like, it's, you well, you're supposed to, yeah, you're supposed to be thankful. You know, it's the whole point of Thanksgiving is to try to be thankful for what you have. Yeah, and I, and I, I think this is why the episode I remember it being like such a strongly written episode was because it seems very like point at at point blank. It seems very like oh, it's kind of funny. It's sibling rivalry, but then when you like come back. It, Look at it in a bigger picture. It's like there's a stronger message behind it. He said he ruined Thanksgiving. Like this. Oh, oh. I see. 
voice. Eddie and Lou have the exact same voice still here, which is kind yeah, of like an shoot of Smithers. Goodbye. Sorry, I'm sure Bart will be back. I would say something comforting, but you know, my voice. <laughs> Let's go. If I'm not and, and then oh, she yeah. still sounds like that constantly going forward. Yeah. They kept that voice, but she doesn't make many appearances. Homer, this is a terrible thing that's happened, but we even Julie Kavner's voice for large is still kind of discipline. You can ask any syndicated. It's not as creepy as the Tracy Ullman. Show. The Tracy Ullman show. Is, ooh, they're like nightmarish. You could put that on a on a horror character. Hmm, should I or shouldn't I? Hey everybody, I'm home. This is kind of how a child's mind works. It actually is, because then you're like, am I going to be in trouble, or are they going to love me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're always thinking about the trouble aspect of things. I'm sorry we had to Bart, isn't there something you'd like to say to your sister? Okay. I'm sorry, too. No, no, no. That won't do at all. Yeah, boy. Get down on your knees and yeah. for forgiveness. Okay. Yeah. It's your fault that I don't talk. I forgot about the Uncle Sam. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, this animation, like, the, this animation is kind of freaky. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's a little scary. I just remember watching it and being a kid and being like, wow. I feel like a lot of kids had fascinations with a bunch of toys on the school roof or whatever after this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You never knew it was like that. And I, and I think they're all on the Flanders house, it looks like. He's got Simpson in the open. I think it was just a. I think they messed up kind of like the. The angle? Yeah. Yeah. The boy nobody wanted just one. Also, how about the, how about the continuity error of. Uh, of uh, President Bush's house being across Dear the street. <laughs> that's yeah, that's one of the best. Uh, obviously, yeah, he doesn't live there now, but he 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 will eventually. Yeah. But the Canyon Arrow episode where they yes. drive right through it. I still remember in eighth grade, we were sitting in our class and just boxes, cardboard boxes, started flying off the roof next to us. Our classroom window. Still don't know what the what, what was going on up there, but it's just cardboard boxes flying off the roof. Recycling day. Bart, what are you doing up here? Everybody's worried. Really? Do they cry? Yes. Whoa, <laughs> Bart. Why did you burn my centerpiece? Oh, the whole uh, dream sequence, or sorry, the imagination sequence that he has there, I can't I help but not think of a Christmas story when he. He's blind because of soap yes. poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're all like, Ralphie, <laughs> like, what, do you, what can I do for you? <laughs> in, uh, in that house there that they have there in Cleveland, uh, they have like the, like the, the things are down to a T. Like it's that exact same soap brand that's sitting on the sink in the bathroom that he, he has to go to. Oh, yeah. They, they really get it down there. That's good. 
You can buy a, a lamp leg there too, right? Lamp leg, yeah. And they encourage you when you go in. So like it's set up so the lamp leg is in the front. They encourage you to play with and interact with the... Uh, it's not the real one, like the exact one, but yeah. it's an exact replica, right? And they encourage you to like reenact scenes from the movie and stuff. You know, March, we're great parents. Oh, Lord. Now they're having turkey sandwiches in the family. Yeah. One more crack at togetherness. Amen. Even oh, even the they get a piece of turkey. Yeah, Sansa yeah, Hopper and Snowball Two get. I don't know. This era of The Simpsons always had that like ending that like you would always be on the verge of crying. It's it's some and it's something we touched on too that there's always a sentimental ending. Uh, typically, there's so many where it ends with a Marge and Homer kiss, whether they're in bed or outside somewhere. Yeah, there yeah that's many, happened many like four or five times already. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, okay, we're gonna wrap things up so that it's it's a sweet ending. Um, it, it, everything kind of wraps up in a nice happy package exactly. at the end of the day. So uh, after that, are you guys sticking with what you got, Greg? You start with a seven point six. What are you feeling after that? I, you know what, I'm gonna bump it, I'm gonna kind of bump it down, it's not what I remember, I don't remember, I think it's, I think because of the, the, you know, the over, the, the analyzation of it, I'm gonna say 6.4. 6.4, um, 6.4, wow, okay. Yeah, Drop that's, a, that's a pretty significant drop-off. I'm gonna kind of give it a slight, slight bump up, I think it was a little bit better than a 5.5. 5. Uh, I'm gonna go a 6, there are a couple of good lines that I didn't remember uh, about in some of the, um, even the, like the, the meta gags, like Bart being in the Thanksgiving parade and stuff like that. So there were some, there were some neat little moments, but overall I think it had the same thing uh, going for the Barkets and F did where it started really well. And there was a lot at the beginning in the first act. And then it got really dry and like overly sentimental and kind of family issuey in the last two acts. So, yeah, it's a little bit funny that I remember it, but still a little bit too serious for, uh, I guess, for my liking. So I'll give it a six. Shane, what do you got? I'm going to go with a 7.2. I still really like it. Yeah. Still it's got everything I want. What, what does it do for you to keep it above that seven mark? Uh, I think, like, the, I don't know. It's just, uh, I think it's a more than passable episode. Um, and it's enjoyable. I watch it every year. I could probably watch this with my eyes closed at this point uh but yeah even watching it with uh with both of you there was a couple things i didn't notice before uh which was fun for me so i'm gonna stick with 7.2 okay that sounds that's fair i, I know oh, yeah, we haven't done favorite gags yeah well yeah let's get to our favorite gags i'll start it off um i really like that i don't know why it it sticks with me um Maybe because I could see my dad doing it in the in the Sky Dome in the early two thousands, but taking a flash picture that doesn't work because uh, they would always have like garbage, um, and they're saying this is a large stadium. The flash picture, there's no point, it won't work. That was kind of a funny gag. I think I like that one because I can see my dad uh, definitely doing that. Shane, what do you got? What's your favorite line or gag in this one? Uh, yeah, it's your fault that I can't talk. Uh, Maggie's line. That's got to be my favorite. Yeah, gets me every time. It's still funny. Greg, it is pretty you? good. It, it is. It's quite quite good. Yeah, Greg, what do you got? I would say the every time they. I would say the the one the self awareness of the Bart in the background of the Macy's Day Parade, and them saying they turn every flash pan, flash in the pan cartoon into like a you know a parade float. <laughs> I that think was. 
Yeah, that's a good one when they get self-referential like that and kind of poke fun at themselves being, um, and hey, they predict the future later on when there's when Marge says, how would you feel if someone you know, was watching you 20 years later and, and laughing and Bart says, not likely. And he's, and they were right. They, they, they were right indeed, sadly enough. But yeah, so there were, there were some, some good gags, uh, some visual ones, referential ones, just outright funny ones like uh, the Mechie can't talk like you alluded to Shane. So it's not, not the best, but I feel it's still a bit of a letdown after we came out of uh, Dance and Homer and Dead, Dead Putting Society for our last two, because those were really, really strong and kind of, I will go out on a limb and say those two episodes are probably the two best episodes of the season, along with one fish, two fish, blowfish, bluefish. Another long titled fish related yeah. uh, episode. Uh, yeah, we have, we do have some good ones coming up. That one um, uh, with, with Fugu, uh, that's great. Uh, and then we have even next... Uh, I have some pretty strong memories about Bart the Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Uh, another Bart-themed episode that is um, more Bart-related. Because this one wasn't, really wasn't Bart versus Thanksgiving. It, so it's kind of a mislabeled uh, episode, if that makes sense. But this one is really more Bart. It's a father-son father, episode, kind of. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And those are uh, always pretty good. And this one is probably, from what I remember anyways, the best of the bunch at the time. So we will, uh, Greg's going to stick around. He's going to join us for, uh, another episode, but, uh, it's that good old time. Your favorite time of the episode. It's plug time. Shane hit us with them plugs. Okay. So follow us on Twitter, Simpsons underscore EBE. And also if you're listening to us on Spotify, please follow us on Spotify and rate us. That'd be great. And if you feel like throwing us a couple bucks, uh, at the end of the, at the, uh, bottom of the description of each episode, there's a buy me a coffee kind of link. Throw us a couple bucks if you feel like it. If not, we're going to release two episodes every Friday, regardless. Um, throwing it back to you, Nick. Yeah, and that uh, that would be much appreciated. Uh, if you could, you know, give us a follow, give us a uh, a like, interact with us at underscore uh, Simpsons underscore EBE on uh, Twitter. And thank you very much for, for listening. And Greg, thank you for, for chatting on this one and, and giving some neat little facts that the uh, we didn't know about it's always fun to chat simpsons with with uh, another big fan and uh we're looking forward to joining uh you once again or you having you joining us if that makes a little bit more sense um <laughs> for uh for bart the daredevil uh, a great one and if if um you haven't seen his work uh please check out greg uh he won i believe it's three years in a row you can correct me it might be four now greg but uh every year at the Local fair. Greg has won the Eddie Murphy lookalike uh, competition. Three is it? Four years now? Is it four years running? I think it's. I think it's going on five now. It is five. I didn't know if they were still doing it online during COVID. So he, he's a dead ringer. He's a dead ringer for uh, for I'm Eddie a Murphy. Dead ringer. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Greg one four five two. You'll be severely disappointed. <laughs> oh, don't sell yourself short. He, great, great person. It's time though for Shane to play us out with uh, a classic Simpsons clip. This one suggested to him by Greg. So let's see what's in store. Well, it goes real slow with the hammer down. It's the country pride truck endorsed by clown. Canyonero. Canyonero. Hey, hey. The Federal Highway Commission has ruled the Canyonero unsafe for highway or city driving. 